the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Roswell in the 21st century is a detailed re-examination of the Roswell UFO crash case. I have studied the evidence for more than 30 years, and I now put that evidence under a microscope in a cold case examination of the facts. These facts might not please everyone. They are based on my comprehensive investigation that took years to complete, but they do lead to the conclusion that whatever fell was not built on Earth. The best of Project Blue Book is based on the 22-year-long investigation conducted by the Air Force. But the book goes far beyond that, bringing in evidence that was uncovered long after Project Blue Book was terminated. Using facts that were unavailable to the Air Force investigators, I was able to prove that the Air Force manipulated the data and drew unrealistic conclusions about the UFO sightings reported to them. My different perspective shows there was more to Project Blue Book than even the Air Force knew. Both books are available at Amazon.com. Join Patty Conklin and Healing Within Radio each week. More than entertainment, Healing Within offers educational, useful tools for everyday life. Listen for help overcoming fear, anxiety, and depression. Patty knows about eliminating cancer, MS, dementia, Parkinson's, and a host of illnesses that we face every day. Life can be good. Life is good. All you need are simple tools to start changing your life. Start right now by visiting pattyconklin.com, P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N. No matter where you are in the world, you can work with Patty through Skype, phone, or in person, visiting one of her retreats in Georgia. Visit pattyconklin.com today or call our offices at 404 474 0086. That's pattyconklin.com or call 404 474 0086. Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiaka, bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiaka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiaka. Hello, and welcome back to Mission Evolution. 
we're bringing today's leading esoteric and scientific experts to share innovative thoughts and information on the current events affecting the evolutionary process. You, dear listeners, are a very important part of this discussion. Email info at missionevolution.org with any comments or questions. We'll address them on the very next show. So grab your notepad, put on your thinking cap, and together we'll address reframing fear of COVID-19. One thing all life-threatening diseases have in common is the fear factor. Be it cancer, AIDS, or COVID-19, the moment we're diagnosed with one of them, the tendency is to go into fear, catastrophize, and envision the grim reaper shadowing our future. We may be able to pull ourselves out of the terror and deal, but fear dogs us like a stalking beast, ready to take us down without warning. Not only is fear unpleasant to deal with, but it puts us in the survival brain. When in the survival mode of fight or flight, we don't have access to higher thought, logic, compassion, or spirituality. Not only is this stressful on the body, but it drops our overall frequency, compromising the immune system. It renders us incapable of making sound decisions, none of which is conducive of healing. Is there a way to reframe our concept of life-threatening disease? Can we find gratitude for the lessons, thus switching back into the front brain where logic, grounding, and spirituality reside? With us this hour to share why cancer taught her not to fear coronavirus is Carrie E. Gray. Carrie is the author of How Cancer Saved My Life and How It Saves Yours Too. She's the CEO and founder of Alternacare, a 501c3 nonprofit whose mission is reevaluating health, health care, and health insurance holistically. As a three decade terminal cancer conqueror, Carrie has distilled health care reform into six pillars for change launching her vision as a 2020 membership community. Alternacare is Carrie's pay-it-forward humanitarian project, bringing holistic organic answers to people who want sustainable results. Her website, alternacare.org. Carrie, on behalf of our listeners and myself, thanks for joining us on Mission Evolution. Thank you so much. Love being here. You guys are really an awesome audience, so aligned with what we're doing. Yes, it is. It's fun. Beautiful people listen and respond, by the way. So, Carrie, what is your educational background? Um, well, you know, uh, I would say, uh, you know, outside of the uh, traditional, obviously, education system, uh, I have a background in insurance. That was um, where I was uh, licensed through. Uh, and then I also have a, a background in finance. Um, so, uh, and most of my education really has come from what I would call boots on the ground learning. So, um, you know, a lot of life experience and a lot of um, self-taught, you know, I'm, a, I'm an avid researcher. So I really uh, love digging into things. And then also I've been on my own spiritual journey as a Bible researcher for about 40 plus years now. So I, I, I'm a lifetime learner. I'm a perpetual student uh, because I just find that, you know, we never really get to that place in life where we need to stop learning because learning um, not only keeps us young, but it, it really gives us a fresh new perspective on so many things. So uh, by researcher, now, are you trained in the scientific method or did you just mean um, digging around and, and finding wonderful things on your own? Yes, that's what I mean. The, the, the B, it would be true of me. So, no, I'm not a scientist, but definitely love, um, love finding. Uh, I love truth seeking in, in whatever form that comes in. So whether it's health or whether it's spirituality or 
you know, whether it's, uh, you know, so many other things in life that we just need uh, that clear foundation of. So how did you become interested in reinventing health and health care? Well, you know, that's a great question. Thank you for asking it. And the, the truth of the matter was, is that I would have never put myself, um, you know, 30 years ago, I would have never seen myself in this place. Uh, but, you know, sometimes life has a way of throwing you off the deep end. And, um, you know, when I went through cancer, I found that, you know, health insurance and health care, I found them to be you know, really disconnected. Like as an example, you know, when you're diagnosed terminal and you're told as I was that uh, there is no uh, chance of survival, you're too far advanced for chemo and radiation. Um, you know, what I realized was at that point that, you know, obviously I didn't have much time to make some really big decisions, whatever that decision would be. And I wanted my eulogy, I at least left my children with was that I would uh, have exhausted all options, right, before I gave up or before my life was over. So that was the goal. Now, going into that, what came out of it was, is that after dealing with health care and health insurance, I realized how dysfunctional the whole system was. And when I got my clean bill of health a year later is when I realized that things really have need change. Now, it took me a long time to figure out how to really do that. And so that's where I am today, which is taking that entire body of knowledge to figure out how to untangle what has been made very, very, uh, you know, constricted and confusing. Really, it almost seems by design. And so that's what brought me here. So you'll be addressing life-threatening disease and health care from a survivor's standpoint, not of a medical, medical professional. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. Now, I also am a health coach, uh, so I do health coaching, but uh, no, I'm not a licensed medical professional. Why do you think you face cancer at such an early age? Hmm. That is a fantastic question. And, you know, after years of research, I, I've concluded there are a number of factors. Um, the first one that actually kind of really gave me the aha moment that that brought me clarity in all of this was when my holistic uh, practitioner slash health coach had taken me through a journey of really untangling my entire life you know dealing learning how to deal with stress learning how to reduce stress learning how to um, remove the toxin load that I was dealing I had so many toxins but, you know, one day after this had gone on for months and months and months of making all these life changes, dietary changes, all kinds of sweeping changes in my life, she finally said to me, there's nothing else I can do for you. And I said, what? And she said, because the problem you have isn't physical, it's also emotional. And that is when she introduced me to what she called emotional clearing. And now today, when I look back, I can see that what emotional clearing did was it helped me to remove the energy blocks, the adverse childhood experiences, they're called ACEs, uh, really leave us with these scars, these childhood scars. So I had a, a, a lot of you know, adverse situations as a very young person. And what I didn't realize that I do now is those really set us up by lowering our frequency to such a degree that a disease like cancer can result. So for me, um, you know, my uh, my um, uh, journey through cancer just helped me to understand 
not what we call the mind body experience, but just to understand the whole frequency matter and how um, when we're lowering our frequency through adversity and through trauma, uh, we're actually suppressing our own immune system. And so in whatever way that works, you know, different people have it at different times. Some Sometimes the trauma comes later in life, but you can always mark every catastrophic illness to something emotional that happened before. It's always the predecessor. So tell us about how you were impacted emotionally by your diagnosis. <laughs> that is a loaded question for sure. Thank you for asking that as well. You know, it's one of those things. I think people call it the unthinkable for a reason, because most of the time when your mind starts going to that place, it, it's so horrific that you feel this panic that you can't even continue to go there. When you are there, it's like the nightmare that you can't wake up from. You know, when you have a bad dream and you're like, you wake up and you just have that wash of relief, you know, you know, it was just a dream, but that's what cancer feels like every single moment. It feels like the nightmare that there just is no waking up from. In fact, when you wake up, the reality is worse than the dreams that maybe you were having. So, you know, it's a really, um, it's a really fearful place when you don't understand not only how you got there, but the signal that the body is sending that says that I need you to change what you've been doing. And, and really today, um, you know, if I were diagnosed again, it would be a completely different situation. Uh, not only do I, you know, proactively do what I can to not be diagnosed, but to also just understand that really that's what cancer is. It's just the body's way of making clear, like an alarm system, you know, if your smoke alarm is going off and you've got the pan on the stove and it's spewing out the smoke, you don't shut off the smoke alarm, you take the pan off the fire. Well, so often what we're doing in life is that we're trying to suppress the, the alarm system, and that's what cancer really is. It's like the final alarm helping us to realize that what we've been doing is really not been in our best interest. So that, that was a real takeaway for me. We have just a little bit of time left in this segment. How do you think fear impacted your ability to deal with the disease? Mm, wow, you have got some great questions. Um, you know, Today, that what I understand about fear being a very low-frequency emotion, uh, fear is definitely what is monetized. You know, fear is where the money is made. And, and this is why the conventional medical model doesn't want people to be educated, informed, enlightened, empowered. We are, are going to have to go back into that on the other side of this commercial break. That's a fascinating topic. Okay. Um, Carrie and I will return shortly. So you folks, don't go away. You're listening to Mission Evolution, coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Are you looking for psychic services that empower as well as provide accurate information? Jenny is a third-generation psychic with extensive esoteric training. A practicing professional intuitive for over 30 years, her accuracy is astounding. While most psychics can read what will happen to you if you don't change directions, Jenny understands the future is subjective. 
While there is a river of time we all traverse, that river has many waves, eddies, currents, and tributaries from which to choose. With Gen E as your guide, you can explore the many possible outcomes in the river of time and navigate your course to the one of your liking. Take control of your future. Book your life-changing session with Jenny today at www.gen-e.net. That's www.gen-e.net. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. Is formulated from zoolite whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit vitalityhappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. In the mid-1990s, I was approached by a young woman who believed she'd been abducted by alien creatures. In conversations, I began a journey that took me not into the world of interstellar travel, but back through time into past lives. Under hypnotic regression administered by a professional rather than describing abduction, Jenny, as she is called, begins to tell a tale of horror in 19th century London. Her unbelievable past life seems to connect with Jack the Ripper and other monsters of the past. Throughout the session, Jenny provides a rich detail of her past life lives that links some of the most horrific killers in history to one another. Using the resources of a university library in the pre-internet day, I was able to verify some of Jenny's claims. She has knowledge that wasn't readily available to a suburban housewife. Does this prove the reality of her tales? Conversations attempts to answer that and other provocative questions. Conversations is available at Amazon.com. Hello again, this is Mission Evolution, missionevolution.org, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. To all our faithful and thoughtful listeners, we really value your opinion and would love to hear from you. What do you think about the relationship between COVID-19 and other life-threatening diseases? This information in from a member of our audience regarding the episode entitled, Reframing the Universe, Evolving Consciousness, LD shares. I don't get how evolving consciousness can help us with COVID-19 crisis. Thanks for your input, LD. In response, I would quote Albert Einstein. We can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking we used when we created them. Now, I propose this is a time when evolution of consciousness could bring innovative solutions. Curious, dear audience? Visit our archives at missionevolution.org, listen to the episode entitled Reframing the Universe, Evolving Consciousness, and let us know what you think. Email me at info at missionevolution.org and give me your thoughts or questions so we can all share them on the next show. 
With us this hour discussing what cancer taught her about surviving disease is Carrie Gray. Her website, alternacare.org. Carrie, just before we went into the break, we were talking about monetizing through fear and how fear affects um, our ability to heal. Would you mind continuing with that? Yes, absolutely. You know, if you uh, think about um, fear um, in a uh, well, for the listeners who are aware of this and for those who aren't, I would recommend uh, doing a Google search for the chart. It's called the Human Frequency Chart. Uh, it's a chart developed by uh, Dr. David Hawkins. So Stephen Hawkins is very famous, but Dr. David Hawkins' uh, work of helping us to graph what emotions look like is such a powerful visual aid because what it really helps us to understand is that there is a sequential order of emotions, kind of like keys on the keyboard that you know are higher and lower in sound frequency. Well, in um, in emotional frequency, fear is very is a very low frequency. Okay, so it's down there with like guilt and um, anger and uh, shame. Okay, so these are very low frequencies. And anybody that's ever been in those places emotionally understands, um, you know, usually a person feels very powerless. They feel very weak when they're in those mental spaces. So what fear does is it really positions us to be at our weakest. And if you think about in ancient times, uh, cities were walled, right? So a, uh, a walled city was a fortress. But if the gates were left wide open, the walled city was of no protection. And that's really what fear is like. It, it's like letting in what, what many may be familiar with is the Trojan horse. You know, the Trojan horse was the gift uh, from one empire to another where they couldn't invade uh, the, the normal way. So they brought in the gift of, uh, uh, you know, that had the invading army, right, from Troy. And uh, so the point of this is, is that when we let fear in, it, um, it does the work that that basically nothing else can because it is such a pervasive emotion that weakens us in so many ways. So it's really, really important. I cannot stress this enough, how important it is to not only be able to identify fear, but then to replace it with a higher frequency emotion like being empowered, being educated, and being enlightened. Those will take fear and squash it. So what ways have you learned to deal with the understandable fear caused by having a life-threatening disease? Mm, yes. Well, you know, that was where my blessing came. Uh, first of all, I have to always start this conversation by saying that I give all credit to my Heavenly Father because I prayed, I was on my knees for days begging, you know, as a 25-year-old mother of three small children, um, I, I knew yes, that my that's children... Heartbreaking. It's yes. just heartbreaking, yeah. Yes, I knew that my children uh, needed their mother, and I was abandoned by my mother, so I really understood the impact that a mother has in a child's life, and I couldn't bear the thought of giving that to my children. So I begged for the wisdom to know what to do, and it was through a series of uh, epiphanies that started happening to me, like, for instance, um, you know, what if there's something doctors don't know? Just that one epiphany helped me to start like gaining some life back because when I was in that dark place where I, I, my life was being taken from me by just the words, okay, I could feel my body preparing to die. I could feel my will to live leaving me. 
And it was very horrific because I'm a very vivacious person. And I am like, what is going on with me? Well, this nightmare was playing over and over in my mind, this movie of all of my children's life and how they would, you know, have these big milestones in life, always overshadowed by this dark cloud that mom's not here. So, you know, it really just helped me to understand that what I needed right now was to not give in to the fear, but to really channel my emotions into um, being fearless, being willing to make changes, being willing to do whatever it took to not be emasculated by what fear was trying to do to me. Because what I came to realize is what the mind believes the body achieves. And that's why it's so critically important to make sure you don't lose control of your thinking. You know, I think acknowledging what the fear, acknowledging how you're feeling, but then not going down the rabbit hole of um, catastrophizing and prophesizing what the future is going to look like. Isn't that the key? Because you can't just deny that you're afraid. You right. can't just deny that you're ill. Isn't right. it that taking it, you know, taking it and running the real problem? Yeah, absolutely. And and that's why I'm saying, like, for me, this movie kept playing in my mind, which is what I realized that, um, you know, wasn't how my story needed to end. I, I didn't need my story to end that way. And and I really appreciate what you just said, that we definitely can be our own worst enemy, as they say, right, by the things that we think. But we can also be our best ally by the things that we think. So that's the reason why acknowledging that, you know, and that's why I love the visual aid of the human frequency chart, because when we realize whatever emotion it is, when we realize where we are on a numerical scale is when we realize that we can change that scale simply by choosing. See, choosing to change where you are emotionally is the powerful choice that none of us was ever taught. And by the time we reach, I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but there, you know, if we haven't been processing, if we haven't been re-examining, if we haven't been doing emotional release, we're so bogged down by the past that it rears its ugly head every time we're stimulated in the future or in the present. How can you deal with that? That's a fantastic question. Well, this is where, um, you know, I, I actually have been health coaching someone right now that um, is really interesting you bring this up because um, she has had lots of different random illnesses and, and has been to multiple doctors and hospitals with all kinds of random illnesses. And finally, after, you know, really understanding her situation, what I really recommended that she re realizes that the change has to come from within. You know, that while she's having all these very, because I've seen her, very real, very, very sick episodes. But really what she needed to do was start untangling the trauma that she had been storing and had been collecting. You know, collecting trauma is really a very unhealthy pattern. And it's something that until you identify it, you don't even realize what you've been doing. But it also can be the thing that can be part of your success story once you start realizing that I have some internal work to do, whether it's forgiveness, whether it's, um, and, and forgiveness is really, if you look on the human frequency chart, all healing starts at forgiveness. And if you think of every 10 or 12 step program, they always start with forgiveness. So it really is a powerful emotion, whether it's to forgive yourself, to forgive others, and just consider that not to be a, uh, a way that you're paralyzed for the rest of your life by that episode, but to really realize that that was part of your journey and that you can learn from it and your story of how you, how you uh, conquered or you overcame that will inspire other people. 
Well, you know, that's evolution in its purest form, isn't it? Is being able to evolve beyond our conditioning and into our potential. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Beautiful. Um, You say cancer saved your life. What do you mean by that? (laughs) Well, you know, um, as a young person, um, I... I'll I'll just say it like this. I grew up in the 70s. Okay, I think we get what that means. But for those who don't, it's sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Believe me, I did all of it. Okay? So, so, which means that I had absolutely no regard for the sanctity of life. And I had no... um, I had no concern or mental awareness that there were consequences for my actions... And even though I I didn't do it for, you know, a lot of years, the way sometimes people do it for a lifetime, you know, I did it for a few years. And uh, so that was one. And then, you know, I transitioned from that lifestyle into being extremely responsible and uh, a person who had way too much stress. So, again, not understanding the impact because I was very, a very strong willed person, always have been and really kind of felt, I, I would say, a bit cocky. Uh, because I never really had consequence for the decisions that I had made. <clears throat> so, but when I faced cancer at a young age, what it really taught me was not only to start valuing life uh, in a way that I had never done, uh, but to also realize that cancer was my alarm that really was was waking me up to the things that not only was I taking for granted, but for the fact that the things that I was doing were causing this health crisis. So it really helped me to just do a complete remodel of my life. And, you know, some of the things that I had to redo in my life took a few years, you know, but thankfully I had an, I had switched my frequency enough that I was able to sustain like even a bad marriage until that finally ended. But, but, you know, it was just one of those situations that, it really is an opportunity to reinvent yourself. Hmm. And well, it's that is that magic moment. <laughs> it's time right. for it's time for us to make it, take another quick pause. Carrie and I will return to our discussion shortly, so you stay right there. This is Mission Evolution. We're coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. 
Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. Audience, if you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. Or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hydes can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Welcome back. This is Mission Evolution. Did you know our entire Leading Edge Information Packed past episode collection is available to listen or download with our compliments? Visit our archives at www.missionevolution.org for our ever-growing selection of guests and topics. Our special guest this hour is Carrie Gray. We're speaking about dealing with life-threatening diseases from a survivor's standpoint. Her website, alternacare.org. Carrie, we were we were working with. Um, you mentioned one thing I'd like to go into um, is stress. Now, <laughs> stress, you know, is very detrimental to our health. I mean, that's been proven over and over and over again from from heart attacks to it just goes down the road. However, stress is a natural component in life. So, how can we change our approach to stress if it's going to be a given anyway, so that it's not so impactful? Fantastic question. You know, I think of stress, uh, well, let me back up and just say this. One of the most profound things that I learned in health uh, was to learn two, I learned two very important things. One is to understand the electrical system of the body or to understand that we are electrical beings. So we're either charging our energy battery or we're draining it. Okay. And the other uh, thing that I learned that was so impactful was the, the difference that you mentioned in your intro between the sympathetic and the parasympathetic system. So stress lives in the sympathetic state. Stress is our survival mechanism, which is great for a short-term visit, right? But it's a bad neighborhood when we try to live there. 
and everything in the world that we're in tries to keep us in a bad neighborhood. But what we have to consciously, and it is a conscious choice, is to recognize not only when we are hypervigilant, when we've been here for too long and it's time to take a vacation, it's time to move our location, do whatever we've got to do, whether it's physically, emotionally, spiritually, or all of the above, to move out of that stress state and to move into a place where our body can repair, relax, reinvigorate, you know, just there's all the places of healing and, and make the cleansing uh, organs start working better because body the body can only do one of two things. It can either always be in survival mode or it can be in repair mode. It's not going to be in both. And that is the thing that I think was just really important for me to understand is just like you can't sit on two sides of the table at the same time, you cannot be in two neighborhoods at the same time. You are either going to be in one or the other. So when you're living in a high stress life, it's time to make some life changes. But within that, um, oftentimes those life changes are not easy or obtainable right away. Mm-hmm. Is there a way that we can take the good neighborhood into the center of the bad neighborhood, come out of our survival brain and into our logic and compassion and spirituality? Absolutely. Well, each one of the things that you just listed are, are part of that journey. And I, I am a big advocate of spirituality because it really is the facilitator that moves us quickly from um, a bad place of survival into a better place of peace and healing. And if you again, and I'm you know referring to the human frequency chart as the visual aid, when, when you look at the chart, what you'll see is, is that as you're continuing up the chart from things like fear um, and, uh, and courage to make a change, and that's really one of the powerful emotions here that we really start engaging change or shift is when we just make the courageous choice that in spite of our circumstances or our environment or where we came from or who we're around or whatever, that we're going to start making the change because we're choosing choice. We're choosing to use our free will in a very powerful way. And that helps us start moving up the, the, the frequency chart or in other words, expanding so that we're not contracting to be able to um, uh, get into the happier emotions so that even in the, even in a state that's not ideal, um, you can still be in that space in your inside because it's really not an environment. It's really an internal, uh, ecosystem. That's exactly how we respond to where we are, not where we are when it comes right down to it. And, you know, I think that bearing in mind that when we're in fight or flight, when we're in the monkey brain, if you will, we're in fear, we're very controllable. And so there's a lot of systems out there that would like to control the masses to get them to buy this, to do that. And so a lot a lot of our um, systems are designed around keeping people in fear. Could you speak to that just a little? Yeah, Absolutely. Well, that, that is the thing that I think is so empowering for us is that when we come to realize that, you know, the, um, the conventional systems, and I'll just illustrate this with one example, the fast food industry takes studies of people in an MRI and it watches how the brain ignites in a, uh, basically in a dopamine, uh, with dopamine receptors uh, to fast food. 
when you realize that you're being that manipulated, that they're using medical science in a way to trick you and to deceive you into being a food addict. Now, I don't know about your listeners, but, you know, stuff like that, that just that does not set well. I am not a person who wants to be manipulated by someone who has an agenda. And that really is the earmark that so much that's going on in our world today is keeping people undereducated, keeping it in the fearful state. And one, one thing that I read years ago that just was a profound aha moment was that when emotions are high, logic is low. And you mentioned it in your intro about, um, you know, the parts of the brain that we're thinking with, right? And so what if we can be kept in a place where we're in constant state of fear of the next thing or the next crisis or whatever, then obviously the masks can be very controlled because they're undereducated. And so education is such a key component to shifting where we live and not being in the bad neighborhood. So, uh, but we have to be careful where we're being educated now, don't we? Yes, Absolutely. And, and when I say educated, I mean truth, educated in truth, not educated by the fear mongers. Yes, absolutely. Do you have a key, you personally, because we're talking about your personal experience here, do you have a key that lets you know when you're starting to slide into being controlled by fear? Is there a body mm. uh, symptom or something that, that gives it away? Absolutely. Um, you know, there are, there are many indicators that sometimes we're not aware of. Shallow breathing is one. Uh, you know, uh, a raised heart rate, you know, you can sometimes feel or hear your heartbeat. Uh, you know, that would be another indicator. Um, I would say a, a poor sleep. Those, those, would, those are real key indicators. Uh, and even maybe like a nervous grazing of food. That, that's another indicator that we're really, um, you know, we're not in a relaxed state. We're not in an ideal environment for uh, optimum wellness and well-being. Hmm. That ideal environment, it's a, it's a rare commodity, and yet it's the natural way, isn't it? It's the, what our body naturally wants, what nature wants to provide for us. Absolutely. It's our Garden of Eden living. Right. And, 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 you know, that really has such a profound impact when you realize that our natural state is to be in a, in a paradise. That's why everybody feels so good when, you know, you go to the beach or you go to the woods or you're, you know, you're in a hike or, you know, all the things because all of those are donating electrons of energy to a body that's very drained. See, this is why I was saying earlier about understanding that, you know, if you have a meter and, and the needle is facing straight up north, right, and, and then things are tilting the meter one direction or the other, well, when you realize that that meter is like our perfect self, like our ideal environment, but then what side of the meter are the things in our life tilting us? And now this is when you can start making the choice that these things either aren't serving me and you need to like reduce them as much as possible, or these things are energizing me and you want to have them in your life as much as possible and you know it's like change doesn't happen overnight but when you become aware that they need to make a change you can start creating the shift so there's no replacement for self-awareness and mindfulness how can we start to develop those in our life well great question um well i think the way that you start uh, developing them is to first realize that it's time for change and that the change has to start from within and the change has to also start with, you know, being one of the things that I really uh, have been very blessed with in my life has been, um, you know, being uh, in the company of people who 
spoke truth, shared truth with me in a way that the truth never contract uh, contradicts itself. It's it's just such a beautiful thing that I love about truth. And so when you hear truth, it has this resonance that you just like, wow, yes, like. Uh, you know, you get the goosebumps, right? Because you realize that this is like life-changing knowledge. And so it really is um, really powerful to be aligned with people who are sharing truth and, uh, you know, to just embrace that as much as possible. And to, um, you know, we all have the same 24 hours a day and the way we spend our money is like the way we spend our time. So we want to do so very carefully. And we want to make sure that, you know, the way we spend our time isn't, you know, is it in a way that um, uh, lowers our frequency or lowers our energy, but enhances it? Well, truth is a high high frequency. There's no 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 escaping that. And when we're in a company of people that are invested in and sharing the truth, a resonance is formed. So it's like one plus one equal two thousand in that case. Do you find that extremely helpful? Absolutely. Absolutely. It is beautiful. And it's really how the Bible says iron sharpens iron, right? So uh, when you want to uh, sharpen your scissors or sharpen your knife, right, you use something that get, that makes it more uh, impactful, right? The, the efforts that you take. So that's definitely um, the, the company that we keep has a very big bearing. And, you know, company that we keep has just the people in our life, but it's the media that we're consuming. And it's the things that we're thinking about, you know, even when we're alone with our thoughts. So definitely yeah. we want to guard uh, where we are and who we associate with. Well, it's time for another commercial break, and we will pick up on this wonderful topic on the other side. Carrie and I will be back shortly to continue our discussion, so don't go away. This is Mission Evolution on the wonderful Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. In the mid-1990s, I was approached by a young woman who believed she'd been abducted by alien creatures. In conversations, I began a journey that took me not into the world of interstellar travel, but back through time into past lives. Under hypnotic regression administered by a professional rather than describing abduction, Jenny, as she is called, begins to tell a tale of horror in 19th century London. Her unbelievable past life seems to connect with Jack the Ripper and other monsters of the past. Throughout the session, Jenny provides a rich detail of her past lives that links some of the most horrific killers in history to one another. 
Using the resources of a university library in the pre-internet day, I was able to verify some of Jenny's claims. She has knowledge that wasn't readily available to a suburban housewife. Does this prove the reality of her tales? Conversations attempts to answer that and other provocative questions. Conversations is available at Amazon.com. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. It's formulated from zoolite, whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. Welcome back. This is Mission Evolution, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I love to hear from our audience. Your thoughts are very important to me. To suggest a topic or guest that you think would be of interest, email us, info at missionevolution.org. This hour, we're sharing thoughts with Carrie Gray. Her website, alternacare.org. Carrie, what do you think <laughs> is the connection in the way you're looking at it between being a cancer survivor and not being afraid of COVID-19 or mm. just the, the connection between cancer and COVID-19? Yes. Well, you know what? They both are. They share a common denominator, and that is immune health. And that is the one thing that I really feel very blessed by cancer, which is why I'm writing a book called How Cancer Saved My Life, How It'll Save Yours Too, because one, we understand this one basic truth about how our immune system works, and we've heard, maybe many in your audience have heard about the microbiome, okay? The microbiome is like the encyclopedia of every virus and every pathogen that we will ever encounter. And unfortunately, because of conventional medical practices, and I was a victim of this, uh, as well as, you know, millions of other people. But when you are inundated with antibiotic use over and over and over, when you are inundated by, uh, you know, um, toxins that, you know, suppress and repress and, you know, vaccine damage, and I can go on, right, with the kinds of things that shut down our beautiful, life-saving microbiome. When that happens, we are a catastrophe in the making. So what, what, what COVID-19 is, is what cancer is, was for me, which is it's the wake-up call that says that what we are doing is clearly not working. And while the mainstream wants to promote, <clears throat> excuse me, wants to promote a vaccine for every issue, the truth of the matter is what we need is our own immune system. It's called the innate immune system. We need it to be in high-functioning um uh, a high functioning state so that no matter what we're introduced to our body can create its own antibody and that is something that you know there's no money in that 
So that's not something that we're going to hear from those who have a financial agenda to uh, control the masses into a mindless acceptance of a vaccine. But the truth of the matter is, is that there are wonderful, you know, wonderful sciences that help us to understand how we can test our microbiome and how we can identify what is missing so that we have the army that is needed to win the battle. You know, it's been said that you can't win an, a war uh, without soldiers and you can't win a battle without an army. Well, we are in a constant onslaught of things that are uh, pathogenic, right? And, and so whether they're germs or bacteria or viruses or parasites, all these things, uh, you know, come at us. But the bottom line is they wouldn't be a problem if we weren't immune compromised. So cancer is like the alarm system that says you're immune compromised and so is COVID-19. So what we want to make sure, because this is not the only pandemic, and I'm going to use that word, uh, that we're going to face. There are more than likely that are coming in a biological warfare of, of humanity here. Uh, but the bottom line is if we have our immune system in its optimum performance, we have nothing to be afraid of. And then, of course, guard your thinking because we don't want the emotional uh, viruses to also lower our own or suppress our own immune system. Well, you speak of uh, bio-warfare. Isn't COVID-19 the natural result of our imbalanced living, uh, habitat encroachment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, rather than something manufactured? Well, you know, I have been reading a lot about uh, from, you know, from the microbiologist and the virologist who say that this cannot happen in a natural state. So it is an encroachment, but it's also a, uh, from what I'm reading, it seems to be a, a plan um, you know, and, and again, you know, we could dive deep and probably in another show, but it really does seem that there is a manipulation going on to um, ramp up the volume so loud on vaccines that people don't even understand what the real issues are that are going on here. So as a cancer survivor, what changes do you advocate in reinventing health and health care? Mm. Well, first of all, to understand how the body works. And that's why we at Alternacare have what we call the uh, Living Prevention Academy. So we want to make sure that people get a real good foundation of how the body works and the things that we're doing that are altering in a very uh, dysfunctional way that are altering our natural ability to uh, be healthy and well. Let, then, let me ask a, let me ask yes. a quick question. Mm -hmm. Do you have medical professionals on the staff at Alternacare? Yes, we do. We have many doctors that are holistic, holistic uh, PhDs, yes. Um, and they're helping us create that coursework. So, so yes. medical doctors or holistic PhDs? Uh, both. We have both. Mm -hmm. Nice. Okay. I'm sorry. Continue. That's okay. So, um, it, so that is the health piece. Now, the healthcare piece is really solved simply by what is known as energy or quantum medicine. So, we know that uh, conventional medicine is in biology and that... Um, Pharmaceuticals are in chemistry, but the real healing and the real uh, ability to address root cause is in the quantum field. And that is what we call healthy care, which is how we're reinventing healthcare. Now, the third component of that is how to reinvent health insurance holistically. And that's where we're building now the nucleus for a new what's called cost share group 
that will be supporting what healthy care is about and a healthy lifestyle. So it's all on our website and it's a it's a huge project that I've been undertaking now for the last three years of development of this. But the idea is is to serve people who are not being served by the conventional um, ways of doing things. And while conventional medicine has its place, we're, we're never um, so alienated from it that we don't need it because obviously we do and it has a great place. But the problem has been the monetization of conventional uh, models when it comes to things that are preventable. So we're wanting to uh, switch or reinvent the paradigm where we then we use healthy care when there is a chronic uh, or even um, conventional medicine when there's an accident or an injury and it, it, it's acute and some using uh, using uh, sorry I'm getting feedback using alternative medicine uh, and um, functional medicine when it is the it has its right place it's a real common sense approach to something that has had no common sense being used in it. I hear you there. So, but here we are in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. The healthcare systems are already under stress, and now they're overburdened to the max. How do you think your ideas about reinventing health and healthcare could help at this time, or is it going to throw a wrench in the works? <laughs> well, it would totally help at this time. Bottom line is, if we keep people in a place of wellness, they're not going to be. So we really have the key component to solving the matrix, uh, as I outlined. So living a health educated, understanding how to get to root causes, and then ultimately being able to have a sustainable way to manage those health care costs without waiting until there's a crisis. See, what, what, what conventions are about is about crisis management. But the cost-effective way to solve the problem is to do it when it's just a small, you know, when it's just a little burning ember, right? Not waiting till there's a, till there's a, um, a forest fire to deal well, with. We definitely have that forest fire nipping at our backsides at this point. And it would appear that COVID is here to stay. How do you see holistic organic answers helping move forward given that? Great question. Um, well, the way that, that I see it is that there were millions of people who do not subscribe to what the conventional model is about. Uh, our hashtag is prevention, not prescription. People that really feel that the old adage of an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And so if we shift the paradigm and we stop being reactive and be proactive, we can, we can, um, reverse engineer what has been going wrong and has been wrong for so very long. So what advice can you offer someone facing a life-threatening disease at this point? Oh, thank you for asking that question. And, you know, the, um, the, the most important thing I can say right now is don't give in to fear and don't lose hope because your body has an amazing ability to heal all you need to do is start making the changes that give the body the ability to create a healing process. Well, we're just about out of time. Where can people find out more about Alternacare? Well, they can see us at our website, Alternacare. Wonderful. And you've been, been around, been running this for about three years? 
yes, so the foundation, uh, we actually had a project, a beta project we did before AlternaCare mm -hmm. uh, called Green Insurance. And so we had that project for several years. We create a small community and then we use the beta information from that to start building the, the real foundation for change, which is what AlternaCare is now that we'll be launching this year. Fantastic. Well, unfortunately, Carrie, we're out of time. And thank you so, so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Our guest this hour has been Carrie Gray, the author of How Cancer Saved My Life and How It Saves Yours Too. She's CEO and founder of AlternaCare. Her website, alternacare.org. Remember, our entire information-packed episode collection is available for listen or download free of charge. Please visit our archives at www.missionevolution.org for our ever-growing selection of guests and topics. This has been Mission Evolution with Gwilda Wiecka on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Join us next time as the mission continues, bringing information, resources, and support to an evolving world. Until then, until we meet again, be safe, be well, we've got this. Thank you.